Welcome to Ellie's Coffee Talks, the podcast featuring creative entrepreneurs in the Basel area over the best cups of coffee in the best cafes. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to today's Ellie's Coffee Talks. We're here at Heiko upstairs for lunch. And not in the mezzanine, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for coming all the way from Scotland today. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you live... So just a little background about how we met, because we oh, know yes. from a very long time. Was it in high school, right? Yeah, first, we were in school together 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago. And now we meet again. It's amazing. So, yeah, thanks for coming. And More than 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but let's not say. You are a blogger, copywriter, and a tour guide in Scotland. Tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, hi. Uh, so happy to be invited by you on this wonderful podcast. Thank you so much. It's just wonderful to see you again today and yes. see you so happy with all your projects. You amaze me, really. And, uh, you amaze me too. What is interesting is actually to discuss how those years went for you and for me and how we are on the same tracks. We haven't... Yeah spoken so much but we are yeah. on the same tracks and it's very very interesting um, I did hear the Scottish accent oh yeah, right I'm now. rolling my R's <laughs> <laughs> so much easier when you're French to say squirrel for example you know some words are easier <laughs> this is interesting I'm not sure I can do this <laughs> um, so, so wait. you know when you learn a language you are just a sponge and you just imitate people so it's true Whatever people say around me, I'm just going to repeat it and do it. That is, Take it for myself. I'm gonna, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I'm Sarah, I'm 30, I live in Edinburgh, it's a beautiful city and I really want you to come and visit now. Uh, we'll discuss this yeah, after yeah, the podcast. Yeah. And um, um, at the moment, I'm, I'm mainly a tour guide. Uh, that means that I welcome French tourists in Scotland, uh, either on the Edinburgh and we do walking tours in Edinburgh, or sometimes I meet a group at the airport and we go for like a week in Highlands and we see amazing stuff and everything. So it's really fun. Um, I come from a journalist background. Um, so uh, listening to people and writing about them is really what I like. Um, learning stuff and making it intelligible for people and easy to understand, even hilarious to listen to is what I like to do and um, yeah it took me a while to you know get there realize I quite like this uh, I worked as a journalist I worked as a receptionist in a hostel yeah. uh, I did many little jobs here and there but it's really interesting to combine all this and, yeah. and um, basically when I moved to Scotland in 2015 I wanted to create a website a blog about Scotland in French there were none at the time Um, the idea was for me to keep writing because that's what I really mm -hmm. like to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I never really took it seriously. I just like, you know, created it, put some stories here and there, one more, one more, one more. Um, but then it actually allowed me to know more of what I want to do and get some jobs as well. This is how I started guiding. Uh, this is also how I started writing um, guidebooks for some French editors, uh, publishing guidebooks about Scotland. So if you want to sum it up, in summer, I speak to people about Scotland in French. And in the winter, I write about Scotland in French. <laughs> and you love it. Yeah, yeah, it's such good fun. And I've been um, uh, working on my own since um, early this year in, in 19, so that's 
me doing almost one year of being a fully freelance and I really love it uh, just to decide uh, what I want to do it's been the first time that I'm back home here in the region where we are both from and I'm back for 10 days that ha that never happened since wow. I moved so <laughs> are you excited or is yeah, it difficult it's good I like the f yeah <laughs> I like parents live in a village yeah. it's the strike so yeah <laughs> I'm stuck <laughs> so yeah just so so the, the people know it's the strike in France right now <laughs> and you live there or you live with your family yeah. when you're visiting yeah. and when you got to Basel you were like ah the city again yeah and it was the one train you know the one train of the day <laughs> thank you for taking me out of the village of Italy <laughs> so you have this blog where you write about Scotland and make people's life easier when they travel to mm -hmm. Scotland. Mm -hmm. Or when they move to Scotland, because Or I discovered they... that this is a huge subject for the people uh, as well. So right. there's those two, two angles on the website. Oh, very cool. And then you also help people who are moving with the podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, earlier this year, with a, a friend of mine who lives in Scotland as well, and she's a journalist, her name is Asa, we created a podcast um, about Scotland in French. So it's not... We've been speaking a lot about politics, mm -hmm. first of all because my co-host mm -hmm. is a, a really a, a geek about politics and because Brexit is fucking happening. <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot to see about this. Uh, but it's also about culture, about the society, the day-to-day -day life, how to move to Scotland. Yeah. I had an episode about this. And I can't believe it's been a year already. Yeah, it so it's crazy. It actually goes really fast. And it's quite easy to... And now we are actually discussing to next year have an event in Paris. Like wow. the first birthday of the podcast. Wow. Just to like, you know, gather people and drink whiskey, basically. <laughs> so let's go. Cool. Yeah. But you? as you know, it's also something that we do kind of for free because yeah. we want to do it. We want to share. Yeah. It's I, fun. Yeah, it's fun. I don't think it's... At this this height, this size, it's not sustainable. Yeah, but could it become sustainable? Um, not on its own, I suppose. But um, it could. It, it is a tool of the website somehow. You know, yeah. it's part of. Uh, it's nice to be active on all the platforms, <laughs> and there's still different messages as well. And no way, I, um, I like radio shows. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, so uh, it's quite exciting. When I was in journalism school. Uh, I had a radio course once and the teacher in front of everybody told me, you, never work in the radio, please, really? don't do this to us. Because wow. I, was, I was really bad at the time, I don't know. But yeah, but <laughs> So it's a revenge for me. Yeah, because I listen to it and it's amazing. <laughs> I find you so professional. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's it's true. Fun. And with the little music and the queen <laughs> and the, whatever you do, it's great. It's funny, it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun thing to do, like, why sit and watch TV, you know, when you can record a podcast in Basel, in a cafe, beautiful cafe, with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I love it. Take us back to what brought you to Scotland, first of all, and then what, how did the shift happen from mm. being employed at the hostel mm -hmm. to going freelance 100%? Um, that's very interesting actually um, it's, it's, I'll try to reply but it's also something I'm, I keep thinking about so I don't have like a fixed position on, on any of this but uh, basically what brought me to Scotland is not that I lost a bet 
It's just that I had a crazy crush on this country and I really encourage you all to come and see it if you haven't uh, so far. Uh, my mum says some, sometimes that I had a 25 years old crisis. <laughs> As you can have like a 40 crisis or 50 crisis. Mine was at 25 years old. Uh, I've never really had a chance to live abroad. I wanted, I feel really European as well. So I wanted to, you know, be somewhere in Europe and try to be part of the society there and start from scratch. I quite like that idea. See how it goes, you know. I, I was lucky enough to travel a lot, but you always pass through, you know, you never really stop. You only have like a blurred vision of, I mean, it's nice to travel, don't take me wrong, but, you know, I really needed sure. to like, sit yeah. somewhere yeah. and look around, yeah. see what see what's going on. Um, so really, that was the goal. Scotland was perfect for me. I like how people are warm, it's so welcoming, it's so cool. It's very easy to live there. Um, friends easily there? Um, that's, yeah, that's an interesting question because I really wanted to meet Scottish people. Um, the first roommates I have had were French and I was like, okay, I'll stay with you for six months, but then I really want to move with Scottish people. I love you guys, but that was yeah, that's yeah. going to be my plan. So I really want, like, it was a decision, you know, because you can move there and only stick with French people yeah, and, sure. and mean, yeah. meet no one. But I really wanted to go and meet them and everything. So... Um, it is easy if you want it to be easy, but I had some weird surprises sometimes because you know they can be uh, Anglo-Saxon people can really be oh I love you you're great you're great you're great it's yes. amazing and then they never yes. call you back yes. so I, I had my heart I broken a few times too. you you, yeah. met, you yeah. felt it as well yeah. so and and that's hard for us because I was just doing a podcast about that last week with a South African girl who moved here mm -hmm. and she found the people cold but I said. I had the other way around, exactly mm. what you just described, and then when we, we hear that, we think, oh wow, I have a yeah. friend, it's amazing, because if we don't mean it, we're not going to say that, show so much enthusiasm. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Sp speak about it. Yeah. And then when the person doesn't call you, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's so hard. Yeah, so, it's so I get it's easier to stay with French people first, but... I suppose so, yeah. And yeah. it's a capital, so European capital, so I have friends from Lithuania, Ukraine, Italy, Spain. It was, in Edinburgh, there's not so many Scottish people, to be honest. <laughs> so, because it's a really international city. Um, so, yeah, this is basically how I ended up there. And I started to work in a hostel. The idea for me was to go back to a simple job. And I don't mean this with negativity. For me, it was great to be expected at nine, finish at four do my tasks, go home with the feeling of having accomplished something. Mm -hmm. Could be something simple, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I had done something and I was really happy about it because I, ha I didn't really have any responsibility. You know, I was right just there to welcome people, cook breakfast, make tea mm -hmm. and chat to people. This is actually what I liked about the job, you know, just like uh, engage with all yeah. those travelers yeah. and, and show them what is great about Scotland, show, yeah. explain them what you've seen and so I really, really loved it. At the same time, I was investing a lot of time in my website, writing loads of content. Mm -hmm. At the moment, the website was making no money whatsoever and it was not a plan. I was not taking it seriously at all. Um, after a few months and stuff, I, I got some more uh, um, responsibilities within the um, the hostel and, and this company that owns a couple of hotels as well. It was interesting for me to learn more and to actually, because in the hostel the staff was really international in the office, 
I was going to be the first non-Scottish person, you know. So it was actually good to be actually the first female as well. Weird. It was good to like be there and also learn like some different things. This actually showed me how easy it can be to run a business. Like basically, you know, you don't need so much more than a couple of spreadsheets. Um, so I did learn a lot and. In France, I would never have thought of creating a business, like never. Like I'm from a family of people working from the States. Um, I don't have so many business owners around me and I would never believe that I could actually do it because for me, it was something for the others, for people that may be, uh, have investors, have money to start with or something like this. And I don't know, I didn't feel I had all this. But Maybe it's not enabled really in France. It's also more complicated in France. Of course, in the UK, it's actually quite easy and quite easy to just try try your luck and see if it works. So I actually started with the guiding activities. So I had my freelance status as a sole trader and I was employed still and I was running both at the same time. At some point, it was going to it was going to be too much. So I decided to stop the hustle also because I kind of learned what I had to learn there. Um, I was yeah, willing to go try something else. Maybe I should have done it even earlier, I don't know. But I, it was the right moment, so earlier this year, almost a year ago, I said goodbye to the whole team and I started to uh, work on my own. My luck was that I already had a website I was running and doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few, I quit because I knew I had a few guiding jobs coming uh, across. I had my first guidebook contract as well. So. It was kind it was of safe. It was kind of safe, yeah. 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 But even though I was really scared, and I'm pretty sure that if maybe I had an, more of an entrepreneur knowledge, I would dare more, you know. Even the idea of like inve- of trying your luck, like investing money, maybe losing it, maybe not. Yes. This is really yes. hard for me to, yes. to understand. But I saw around me people like trying, like making big investments, like buying a, bi- a, a young guy like me buying a hostel. <laughs> borrowing money to buy a hostel you know this is like crazy idea for me running it and then failing and then still say well I tried I tried this didn't work I'm not gonna die and I was like oh right of course it's not gonna die so maybe I can do it on my very very small scale where I don't take any risks because I don't make like massive investments or anything so that's where we are now the first season was really good um, the website did really good as well. On the side, I published um, an ebook that was a really good because I still love writing. Well, I'll send it. Well, now I, I see it and I think it's really bad. But what I, is it about? It's, uh, I basically made um, had a trip uh, in the Western Islands with a friend of mine who maybe you know because he was in the same school as us um, and is an illustrator. Who is it? Uh, Benjamin Speckler, the frère de the, the brother of my pal David. David. Well. Uh, we'll just, talk about it yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> so he was basically drawing things and I was writing texts. That is about, so cool. And it was literally just for the pleasure of it and the possibility of doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was so satisfying to go there, organize the trip, live it. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, composing drawings mm-hmm. and, and texts. Every evening we were wor- working on it. I mean, it was, it was a really great experience. And this was allowed to me through the website because I was like oh yeah I have this little window and I could do this this year I also wrote a uh, treasure hunt if I can say so So basically it's like a booklet Mm -hmm. and people 
it's a story and people play the game and they don't need a guide to do this. They can just get it. It's in French, by the way. And, uh, you know, they go in Edinburgh and they play the game and technically they discover more da- than if they were just on their own. So I love those little projects, yeah, you know, side awesome. projects. And being a freelance allows me to be like, okay, yes, I can do. I can go to Glasgow for 10 days. Mm-hmm. And it's fine because I don't need to be physically in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully in the next years, I will enjoy it even more and be more in the west of Scotland than just in Edinburgh. So, so more uh, like everywhere in yeah. Scotland. Yeah. And uh, any projects on going to other countries? <laughs> it's like I forgot there is other countries. It's funny. <laughs> Last year, my boyfriend was like, look, before your season, let's take one week of holidays in April. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. We could go to Isle of Arran. We could go to the Moray area. I don't know this area so much. So my boyfriend's Scottish, and he was like, so, it's not so exciting for me to just go in Scotland. Can we not go somewhere else? And then suddenly I was like, oh, right. There is other countries. I forgot that there are other countries, actually. And I literally like... Is it because you love it so much? I, I do love it so much. I don't need any other country. Wow. There is so much I want to see still. I'm not bored of it. It's been four years... I've been I've been to a lot of places in Scotland and a lot of random places where people don't go, but I want to keep doing this. You know, this is really what I like the most. And uh, sometimes people have to remind me that you can also, you know, go to Portugal. Or <laughs> so where are you going? Um, although that was last year, we went went to to the north of Spain. Uh, and it was, was it fun? It was great, of okay. course. Yeah, it was great. But it's funny how for me, like at the moment, I have more than enough. I have more than enough with Scotland. There's uh, there's really a lot to see, um, loads to learn more, just learn and share. So amazing. <laughs> so can you share with us what does a regular day for you look like? Mm, that's interesting. Mm. Probably don't have any. Yeah. Also, well, okay. in in summer. Yeah. Um, if I'm guiding a lot, if I'm in Edinburgh, a normal day is really just waking up. Uh, doing all the usual start of the day stuff uh, have breakfast and all and probably prepare the tour I would have during the day mm-hmm. check every information and everything then perform this tour have great fun meet some new people and then yeah there is a lot of management in the background of yeah. course you know like you want to make sure every emails um, which is fine because it's actually not so much um, in the summer though it's hard to make time to actually do some writing um, quite often I actually go with groups like for like a week so but I actually like it because sometimes like it's Monday morning I'm having a coffee uh, next to Elor so a, a massive Scottish lake you know and uh, or I'm in the distillery and my pals are yeah and my friends are typing stuff on their computers you know and I go like oh yeah this is actually I'm so happy to be outside and not be I know that no day will be like another even though I mean this summer I probably went to Isle of Skye like four times but it's yeah it's not enough for me to be bored of it and I have no routine or anything Um, but see for example winter was quite different this year but again it's my first fully fully freelance winter but so I had another writing job for a guidebook editing company so funnily enough I rented an an office a desk and a shared in a co-working space for the sole pleasure of going to work every morning at nine you know 
so even after one year yeah. of like, oh, yeah, I don't exactly. care, I do whatever I like, I wanted to have this frame again because it is important to go somewhere, do your work, empty your brain, and then have a place to go back to and not work. And I'm sure yes. you would have the same problem as me. I tend to work all the time. Yes. And if I work in my house, in my little flat, I yeah. live in a tiny flat, then I would not stop. I literally would not stop. And I would not be able to be like, all right, okay, I close yeah. the computer and I do what? You know, I will be doing this. I will be preparing something for the next trip or something like this. So. The, the problem I have with working from home, although I have a desk and I could do it, uh, is that I... I will start cleaning or something, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it, I cannot work if it's a mess. I cannot focus, mm, mm, and mm, I don't mm. even didn't, never realize that. But I'm like, mm. okay, I'm gonna do the dishes, and I'm yeah. gonna do that, and, that and then and it's that, two p.m. <laughs> yeah. And so when I go to a cafe to work, yeah. then I have to focus, yeah. and I and, and I get the food. I don't have to make it myself, mm, you know. Mm, mm, mm. And then I focus a couple hours, and then I'm out. Yeah. And it's much more productive that way. I totally agree. Yeah. And what I realized actually this year is that you don't really need to fully work eight hours to be efficient no, no, that's a myth and that's so many days yeah so many days i would like okay so 9 a.m is actually too early because of transport and stuff so okay i'll be joining this shared uh, co-working space at 10 totally fine totally fine i start at 10 <laughs> i work i work i work and then okay it's 2 p.m i actually produced all the work i wanted to do And then I have the choice. I can either go for a walk, do something else, or start um, make some stuff in advance for another job or something. And and this is so nice. And I don't think I had this impression when I was an employee because I knew I had to be there for eight hours. So somehow you make the work last eight hours as well. <laughs> exactly. And I so. see it in the company I work for all the time. And it annoys me a little bit, you know, that... But because I'm also, I have different contract. I was telling you, I'm mm. paid per hour, and mm. my goal is not to spend eight hours there. My goal is mm. to spend maybe four hours there, ten to two. That's my favorite. Mm. My, that's my ideal yeah, schedule. Fine. And then I'm there, and I I hurry, and I do my stuff, and I'm out. And mm. then I see the others who have exactly the same thing as I, and I'm like, dude, yeah, this doesn't take that much time. Yeah. And it pisses me off a little bit, but yeah. that's a, a mindset. And, yeah. and if you've been employed for your your whole life, you won't have that mindset ever. Mm. So, and also, uh, a friend of mine, I didn't prove, I didn't um, research that or anything, but she did. Mm. <laughs> so I'm gonna trust her, Avi, if you're listening to that. <laughs> um, that they. They made studies and they found out that if you do work eight hours or more, you're going to be more inclined to spend more, you know, on shopping or food or things like this okay. for leisure, leisure stuff to, to feel good. Yeah. You know? To do a quick, Because quick you, rush. you yeah. think you deserve whatever you're going to buy because you worked so hard before. And if you don't work that much time, that, that many hours you're gonna go for a walk or mm. do something that's mm. free because you actually feel mm. good already so you just need to do something else mm. for your mm. body or something mm. and not necessarily buy mm. to make you feel good mm. for a tiny moment yeah. so that's a bit what I'm what I'm interested in mm. and, uh, 
and it needs to change, I think, and it can change. Yeah, if only we could consider that it's okay, you know, nobody's going to judge you if all your work exactly. is done in four hours, we should value this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we should value having free time and not being, like, overproductive and then saying this. Because you're going to feel so much better if you yeah. work less and less sick and it's better for everybody. It's better for everybody, but it's also hard to achieve sometimes because some days everything is yeah. actually done in four hours, especially for me in winter because the writing job I had is, like, a set thing, you know? I know what... It's um, it's really just like I'm, not, I'm I'm just an artisan on this. I'm not. It's not really creative. It's just I have to write this. I go. I write it. It's fine. Um, but say if I have to organize a, a tour for a, one day, yeah. I can really spend a, a lot of time on it mm-hmm. uh, because you know you want it's to do and you and you want it to be good. So yeah. it's my next challenge is actually like trust myself and be like look. You did it. It's good enough. Chill out, man. Yeah. Go and eat an ice cream, you know. (laughs) Or go for a run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. And uh, what are your future projects next year? Mm, Well, um, if it's not writing about England or... Oh, no. England? I never heard about England. What is it? (laughs) Is it a country? (laughs) Uh, next is going to be interesting no for offense to anybody. So, yeah. no we love we love uh, English people no it's just uh, it's so interesting how but sometimes I feel bad because people say ask me because I can I can be on some Scottish subject I can be pretty detailed and because I'm really passionate so I can yeah. really tell you like super precisely how this uh, declaration happened in 1320 wow. you know but then someone asked me okay and what happened in Ireland at that moment have no clue <laughs> so I will need to extend uh, yeah, this, I mean, this knowledge and, and dig to, more but, but yeah but, but it's something it's something I'm, I'm really interested okay. interesting in doing but next year is going to be interesting I'm going to be again uh, guiding with groups through the highlands um, this is for me an e- not an easy job but it's a, it's good for me because I know it will happen you know I can sign up for it and have the security of yeah. knowing that yeah. I have one week of work yeah. so I already secured a few trips like this and then I know I'll have some guiding jobs in Edinburgh here and there I don't know when they're going to arrive but I know they will be there um, I am also <laughs> it's funny how much I'm happy to work on my own but how much I actually want colleagues yes. so now I'm, I'm looking into creating a little company uh, where I'll work with, with other uh, people that are guides as well but we'll work closer together and uh, that will only be for walking tours of Edinburgh okay. say a short two hours tour um, that would be performed by me or other guides mm-hmm. sold through my website okay. so that they should are freelance but they um, are... yeah but then at, because we're going to create a company mm-hmm. we will actually be employed by this company mm-hmm. <laughs> but as, as owners as well so okay. you know yeah. it's awesome. it's another level of yeah. of uh, entrepreneurship yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a very hard word to say in English yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah on the side I really want to keep uh, trying I want to keep writing and yeah. this guiding job I love it but the goal for me is to free up time to write more um, writing is not really something you can rely on to pay your rent right yet. or yet well or if you're really lucky or really good or both um, but 
Yeah, there are some cool little jobs coming. I'm writing some games as well, some more games for next year. And uh, and yeah, so that will be year two. And if I can set up this, it will be good. But of course, I want to spend time uh, traveling through Scotland, seeing new places. I'd like to make time for charity work as well, because this is something I, I missed at the moment in my uh, timeshare. Um, and again, the concept of like guiding and working a lot in summer and then having some more time uh, in winter and not having the struggle because if you know if you work quite well in, in summer it will cover for your winter um, expenses and everything I'm really not looking the goal is really not to make a shit ton of money it's really to free up time yeah, you know totally. make an know. average revenue <laughs> I don't want more than this you know yeah. average revenue for me is perfect I don't spend so much money I I wear the same clothes for 10, 10 years, so that's only <laughs> fine. <laughs> and they're all elastic, so even if I change sizes, it's fine. Um, but yeah, have, have some time to, to travel and everything. Um, I think being an employee on a manager position and having my project on the side was quite hard. And the last years, I, I barely read. I love write, uh, reading, but I barely read a book that is not related to Scotland you know all the books I read are just connected to my research and my studies can't wait to just like read a, yeah just read a novel about you know Peru <laughs> something different no country <laughs> yeah <laughs> something else a romance <laughs> yeah um, so that's what we were talking about just before the podcast that you were asking yourself and me mm-hmm. kind of that why do we make ourselves so busy with work mm-hmm. what are we trying to achieve mm-hmm. and you even said can I say this yeah, about cool. the, the people with kids yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you said because we both don't have kids and we're starting to have friends a lot of them who are having kids and so we have so many projects going on that we could work all the time Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. and we kind of do because in a way you're always thinking about the next idea and Mm -hmm. when you talk to friends you're like oh let's do this together Mm -hmm. and and sometimes it's happened it happens sometimes not but you're always busy and you are saying do I need to compete with the people or prove myself that I did not have kids but in the meantime I did so many things and Mm -hmm. so I was yeah also asking myself that and um, yeah what else do you want to talk about it's a a big yeah it's a big question for me um, because obviously I'm very happy I don't have like it's not like I really wanted to have kids but it didn't happen could be the case but it's really not that it's still not none of my projects but yeah. it is a question that is raised by so many people around around For me sure. so right now, I wonder right. if there is a bit of this you know and why I don't know sometimes I don't and it's actually a question my boyfriend has asked quite often because I say oh yeah you'll see next year I'll have so much more free time and I was like yeah but you said that last year already and look at you you need to Come down, yeah, but, but I also think like all the podcasts I listen to uh, of entrepreneurs who mm-hmm. were like working a lot at the beginning and now they can chill. Yeah. You know, maybe it's necessary at the beginning. Sure. And I'm really happy to make this effort now because mm-hmm. it's actually great not to have anybody depending on you. Mm-hmm. Because you have the space. If I had three kids at the moment, I don't think I would be like quitting jobs and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would yeah. be strong enough, but uh, 
No, it's quite. I really enjoyed this freedom at this moment, but I still, sometimes I still don't understand why. What are we after? You know, yeah. do we need some recognition from someone? Is it for ourselves? Do we set the bar so high? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's really. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, do you? It makes me think. Like I'd like to slip towards creativity. Mm -hmm. Because you you write, so mm -hmm. it's a pretty creative thing, mm -hmm. I would say. And you've been you've been writing forever, right? Is it uh, since yeah, when you it were was in high school? Part. Yeah, it was yeah. always part of. I always liked it. I always read a lot. Want to do write stories, write yeah. things. Yeah. Um, the I had I had some teenage blogs and stuff. <laughs> Actually, there's something to, to good digging about, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, it was always an easy medium for me. Yeah. Um, to express yourself. Yeah, or, yeah, to do, and it, it's still a great pleasure. This little travel ebook that I told you about—it was yes. illustrated by my yes. pal. I love doing this. This is really yeah. what I love to do, yeah. and That's it was so satisfying. Thing. It's yeah. so satisfying, you know. Yeah. And but for me, I see two different type of writing. There's a writing that would be really creative. Uh, maybe poems, maybe personal, maybe stories, maybe fiction, stuff like this. And journalism, which was a type of writing, but it was not like work and research is put in it, but not so much maybe creativity. The guidebooks, I really enjoy writing them, mm -hmm. but I am asked mm. not to be really myself. I mean, no, of course, I want, they ask me to write with fluidity, with nice words, maybe be funny. Um, and I suppose I can do all this, but um, I don't know. I, the, that company that makes me um, write those guidebooks, I hope that one day they can trust me for mm. a project that would be more personal and, you know, linked to Scotland, still linked to travel and everything. Uh, but, you know, for when I'll be a grown-up, maybe. <laughs> um, when you like coffee. Yeah, and then I'll be drinking coffee and doing other grown-up things, you know. But it's, it's funny because the, the last years... I haven't done so much of uh, creative writing as in writing uh, short stories or things like this because I didn't... It's weird, it feels like every time I had some free time I felt like I had to make it, make this time productive and, and for me productivity is sometimes really the enemy of creativity and yet to find new ideas you need to be bored you need to be just doing nothing you know otherwise you don't have those ideas and you don't have those ideas that will fuel up the productivity side of, of your life so I think that you caught me at the right time because <laughs> now I'm really finished with all the big projects of the year um, I, I'm getting some time back to, to myself and it will be quiet the next month as well um, until the season starts again but it's quite new and, and I was a little bit struggling with this but not doing anything you mean? yeah not doing anything for myself just for the pleasure of it just writing for the pleasure of it not writing something that will be sold or writing something that will get past me this exam or finish this yeah. homework I had to because I, I was um, in, in this um, tour guiding training as well so I had to write like essays and all that kind of stuff so it was okay, you know, but it was never like stuff I wanted to write for myself. Or... But so, you were struggling with not taking time for yourself. Yeah. 
and doing and just writing for the pleasure of it the fun of it because when I can do it I love it and I feel good about it but being not able to do it even if I force myself to like maybe not do something you know and be late on another order and try to have this time to do this I would not even enjoy it because uh, the French expression of the épée de Damoclès mm -hmm. that is like this menace this yeah. threat that you have over your head it was like when we were at school and we had homeworks and you were thinking about that all the time yeah exactly <laughs> yeah this constant and every time you finish one thing there's another one coming yeah. Yeah. and it's also hard sometimes to be facing like many tasks that are have the same importance but just as you organizing yes. the festival, yeah. working for that company, for that company. Yeah. Those companies, they don't know that you're doing yeah. other stuff. So they think that you're doing only their stuff. Yes. And, and they think, oh, you're leaving already at four? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm about to do a podcast. I have another life. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard to be to choose, like, shall I do this or shall I do And not feel guilty. That? I, I do feel, yeah. I, I, yeah, the, the guilt is really annoying yeah. to deal yeah. with. Yeah. You, I'm always guilty about something because yeah. even because I'm, I should rest and I'm not resting or because you know I say no to people because I know I have to finish this thing and this thing mm. and because like every other human I procrastinate a lot so you have to have time for this as well and it's it's a little bit it's a bit of a struggle sometimes and yet it shouldn't be it should be totally fine you know <laughs> well, it should, it should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have two questions. So, the first one is, what do you do uh, to chill if you do anything mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. So, you want to read mm -hmm. more? Yeah, no, I'd love to read more. And um, but what do you do right now I'd, to chill? If if I I go to the cinema more and more. Finally, uh, so I'm trying. At the beginning in Scotland, I didn't really do it because I was far away and stuff. Now I'm closer to a cinema, mm. so I'm really trying to, to go to the cinema more. Uh, there's always like friends to go see, and when you live you live in Basel, I, li I live in Edinburgh. There's always like festivals and stuff. Mm. And the thing I really like to do in Scotland, and it's great because my boyfriend has this passion, is um, live music. And it's so funny because in France, like no one does traditional music, but in Scotland, it's really cool to do traditional really? Scottish music. So you have loads of young bands that play accordion, violin, uh, the whistle, and everything. So I go to a lot of concerts and a lot of festivals, and uh, that's that's very very nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's already a start. That's how you yeah, I'd love to be addicted to sports, but I'm not addicted to sports at the moment. But you know. I go to the One occasional day. yoga, pilates, running stuff and everything. A little Walking. bit, but it's not, yeah. Yeah, and I, I obviously walk a lot. The yeah. good thing with my job yeah, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk about 20,000 steps amazing. a day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that feels good, yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, okay, so that's what you do to chill. And my second question, uh, uh, if we have time before the coffee clo the closes... <laughs> Uh, you want to vacuum and we're like no <laughs> please not now um, is yeah tell me about the creative process you know when you said you need to be bored to 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 have this creativity coming do you do you know a bit more how it works or you know this for yourself how it works yeah it's interesting because I, I still feel like a little bit um 
like dependent of the when it happens you know like when you have yeah. the idea the inspiration yeah. and then boom everything comes yeah. and everything is right and it's yeah. bang on and yeah. it's what you wanted yeah. to write um, you have to respect that it doesn't happen all the time yeah. uh, I'd like to be able to control this but I don't <laughs> think I can so far maybe yeah. I, I will be able to do that later maybe through writing exercises routine like having a writing routine could help um, I remember some some writers saying like they wake up every morning at six and mm -hmm, they have mm -hmm, like a mm -hmm, time a set time mm -hmm. to write as soon as you know what I is try. your set time yeah no. it can, but for some people it can <laughs> work some, yeah, yeah, yeah for some people it can work but at the moment I feel like for the creative writing side yeah, yeah. I feel like if it I would feel it coming and then oh. it, it will just like come and I'll sit down, I'll write what I have to write, even though I had to plan to do something else. You um, will sit down and yeah, write. And do it. Yeah. But otherwise now, it goes away. Otherwise right? it goes away yes. and it's lost. Yes. And, and that happens quite often. Yeah. But How do you feel it, right? Uh, coming? At, yeah, I don't know. Last time it was, uh, I was supposed to prepare an, an interview for with... with uh, I was being like, I had like an, ex an exam that was an oral exam and I had two hours in front of me and I was like, oh yeah, I need to prepare this. And then, no, it, I had this like total different idea of something I wanted to write and I, did, I decided not to fight it. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. went for it and mm -hmm. I think it was the right choice. Mm -hmm. But see for my blog at the moment, I'm, I, kn I haven't been publishing so much since the summer. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, now it's time to go back mm -hmm. to, for it. And before I used to be, easily publishing three times a week mm -hmm. and at the moment if I look at my back office on my website mm -hmm. I have about 15 articles that are written at 75% but mm -hmm. I cannot finish them mm -hmm. it's just such a and before it was coming very naturally and now I have like is it because you work too much or? I don't know yeah but I feel really bucked at the moment and I I, I don't know what to do and I, yeah. I'm just waiting for it to lift you know and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. for me to, to continue but um, I hope I'll find solution for this because Probably it can be a bit annoying when it's so dark you know in Scotland it's yeah. night oh. at 3pm and what <laughs> yeah. oh my god plenty of time to write but yeah. that's an interesting one yeah it's interesting because it's mm. different for everybody and yet there's a common thread but I, I just started asking that question mm. so I don't know mm. but thank you for sharing and I think we're going to have to finish otherwise mm -hmm. I'm not going to be allowed to do my podcast here anymore <laughs> uh, one more question uh, what's kind of the your aim or the impact you want to have on people or the world it's a question from another podcast mm. impact theory mm -hmm. but yeah I find it interesting and if you don't know mm -hmm. it's also fine yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a quite an, an interesting one I don't think again I don't think I have a definite a definite question but as a tour guide I want people to come to Scotland and then live the country with the feeling of having seen some authenticity mm. and having felt some real stuff, you know, mm. like, and between them and themselves, you know, like, in, in a really little private private bubble, like, I want them to leave the country being like, oh, yes, I really, I had an image of what it is like to be in this country and it did feed my brain and mm -hmm. everything. So I, I really want to do this and that's why I'm trying to share stories, share experiences mm. um, on, on, on my tours. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm not only talking about history and what Mary Queen of Scott did and stuff like this, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really trying to get loads of um, sensations and, and everything. 
And yeah, on the writing side, it's interesting because the other day I was, I was actually wondering, are we all like super, um, do we have like massive egos that we mm -hmm. want so much to, to publish and, and put our stuff out there when now it's so easy, you know, it's yeah. so freaking easy. Like you create a website in two seconds and you yeah. just write absolutely what you like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know really if, if that matters for me, but, uh, no, I like the idea of offloading things and going yeah. back to them later. It's quite nice for me at the moment to read things I was writing <laughs> 10 years ago because you're like, you were such a kid, but it's, it's, but uh, it, you were, <laughs> yes. And yeah. yeah, we totally were. Uh, so yeah, I don't know about leaving a trace or, or something, but we were yeah, discussing yeah. this, the idea of one day publishing a book, publishing yes. something that would look like us that would be true to us mm. that would be really authentic, authentic and everything because um, I had the experience of publishing books but it's always as, as an artisan yes. you know as a yes. word producer yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I really word producer yeah I would really <laughs> see the things like really differently but uh, it's, it's yeah, I don't know I hope I I wish I had something more poetic to say no, but. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. And just share maybe your website, Facebook, for the blog, podcast. Very nice. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ophélie, for having <laughs> me on this podcast. It was really funny. It's such, such it a great so day. Cool, yeah. um, my website is called French Kilt. Uh, so it's, the URL is frenchkilt.com. Everything's in French. So I hope you do speak French. And with, <laughs> I use this on. word on, on well. the social, classic social media. Yeah. And my podcast is called Ecosse Toujours, which is another... French joke, and I think someone is coming to yeah. send us away. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.